Well, I'd like to welcome everyone this evening who's on the call or going to be listening in later. And I'd like to welcome my friends, Monk Thomas and my friend Alexandra, who's in the student program. Welcome this evening. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank, thanks for inviting us. Of course. Well, I, I do my best to listen in the spirit, so I don't have much choice anymore. But I love you too, though. So. <laughs> and I think this is a perfect topic because I was for, for both of you to join in this evening. And I'd like to bring you in, Thomas, and open with a prayer to really help continue what Allie did and build upon that. Okay. Holy Mother, Holy Father, great compassionate light, Yeshua, Raphael, come. St. Therese of Lisieux, Padre Pio, come. Ron Roth, Virginia, Susie Rue, come. We come to you here this afternoon, not to escape, but to be delivered to a greater passion that is within you, God. There's been so many twists and turns in our lives. There are things happening in our world now, which we ask for your divine intervention. All fighting to stop. All wars to end. Let there be resolution with our differences. Let there be calm for all of us to walk on. Our intention and our attention is you. I am grateful for your grace, your compassion, and the oneness I feel within you. I am fully in your arms. We wish to begin again to make our lives new. We wish to let forgiveness shape us into a place of deep harmony with you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thomas. Thank you, Thomas. So welcome this evening to the unknown as our doorway. This is a, a topic that I've been reflecting on for about a year. Although I didn't know the title or the theme so directly, it was more right under the surface. And and it's interesting, I think, because I, in some way I feel like this is a continuation from last month's color class that Maya and Lisa and Veronica led on Embracing Change. They're very similar areas. In fact, I, my sense is we can probably do a full year on this topic of change and the unknown. I think we do in many ways. And we didn't we didn't coordinate on that. That's just what Spirit was asking for was to invite us into a space of presence where we can contemplate and experience something deeper in the space of the unknown and to see what can emerge from there so we can bring that into our daily lives. And so I also think this is a very relevant topic these days. And certainly with all the events that are unfolding last week, this is a a very relevant topic to just bring into our hearts because oftentimes we don't know what to do when we don't know. 
I don't think our culture really, in many ways, prepares us to allow there to be a liminal space, the space of the unknown. In fact, it prepares us more to speed right through it and try to get to the answer, whatever that answer is, even in the spiritual journey. And what I find is that if we can allow ourselves to build that muscle or surrender into a space that we don't know, that some beautiful things can happen, even in the midst of the most challenging experiences. So I want to just bring out a couple of pieces here that I ran across when I was reflecting on what the theme of this would be. And I, I took it from a book called Falling into Grace by Adi Ashanti. And I just want to read this passage to help set this up a little bit more. And then Thomas and I are going to get into conversation and prayer. And at the end, we're going to tune into the, the community and see what kinds of healing prayers need it for everyone. So I would ask that if you allow yourself to right now tune into your heart and see what it is that's really deep in your heart that you're asking prayers for. It might be for others. It might be for parts of the world. And I would encourage you to not forget yourself as well. What is it you need in the midst of the unknown right now? So this is a bit uh, blurb I want to share. In order to see through the mind and the deeply ingrained sense of separation that continues to generate so much confusion and suffering in our lives, we must take a chance. We must leave what we know and enter that mysterious reality of the unknown. The unknown is a very intimate place. You may feel very exposed when you open yourself to this inner space of unknowing, but really the unknown is our only doorway. Embracing the unknown makes us wonderfully and beautifully humble, not humiliated, but truly humble. True humility is a very open state. It's a state of great availability, and it's from this state of great availability and openness, from this willingness to realize how little we really know, that our consciousness begins to shift. It begins to shift from the mind and ego into its natural state. And by natural, I mean something that's not contrived or conceived or doesn't take effort. We begin to let go of the struggle within. And when that happens, the struggle without starts to manifest as well. So I invite everyone on this call as we're going forward this evening to see what is it that you're willing to surrender this evening? Are you willing to surrender what we think we know? or think we need to know? Are we willing to surrender what we've been holding on to in exchange for maybe a deeper knowing or a heart transformation or something profound that you've been struggling with, but maybe it's just right there for you. So just know that there's healing and angelic beings here for you this evening as we engage in this conversation. So Alexandra, just wanted to, I know this is a big topic, the unknown, and it can certainly bring up a lot of, well, bring up a lot, <laughs> any topic does. And I'm curious, this has been a couple months now since you've been reflecting on this, and the unknown is our doorway, and what has come forward for you? What are you discovering for yourself 
about your relationship with the unknown or and you're welcome to share any prayers on what they mean to you as well. So. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, it's a pretty big topic and I've been sitting with it and sleeping around it and noticing the different ways I'm trying to get a stance on it. And I don't presume to know the unknown and the spaces therein. And certainly the unknown and what I've found in CLM is it's a channel for God's healing work. So the unknown becomes this vast platform of the healing energy that we all ask for and and draw in. And in this way, it just can bring peace. Uh, personally, where I find the unknown most feeling to me like a free fall is around my relationships, relationships in general. And yes, it's just time to take a, a kind of ownership around that I have that, that that comes up for me quite a bit. The unknown just brings me to a state of prayer and the space that that can provide. I'm just being called to pray. Holy, infinite Father, we are present to you now. We think we know you, yet over and over your expansive qualities just leave us breathless, speechless. Holy Father, bring us to your unknown. Grow us with your stillness. Reflect to us our essence so that we may be drenched in our oneness with you, in our wholeness with you, in our infinity with you. Merge our intellects into the pulses of your light. Breathe into our hearts all that we forget. Transform us into the knowingness of you. Oh, Father, refresh this body. Restore our faculties to perfect alliance with you. Resonate in every cell so that we align in the grace of our tongue. Bring these hearts to the grace of your divine simplicity. We are unendingly one. We are distilled drops of God consciousness. Thank you, Alexandra. I'm just letting that enter into the space. I'm really moved by something. I just want to share something that I was observing and experiencing when you were sharing that about relationship. And, and then you moved right into prayer. So you were sharing about the challenge of relationship. Um, we're all, we all have challenges with relationship. And immediately in that space of challenge and then knowing you brought in presence. And I think this is really the impetus when I reflect on, I've been sitting with this today a little bit more. When this came through, because I don't really feel this was my theme, this is really what the divine is asking for, is that this evening in many ways is about relationship. 
there's so much pain in the world and there's so much uncertainty in close relationships, partnerships, colleagues, friends, family, groups we're in. And I wanted to bring that into the discussion more, into a prayer time more, because it's very relevant considering the last events that have happened this past week, but the events that are always happening for us, the, the fear of really opening our heart and keeping our heart open in the midst of not knowing what someone will say or how they'll respond or what will happen to them they get sick or just all these events that happen in our lives and those we love and halfway across the world even. And how do we keep an open heart in the midst of relationship in whatever form that is, whether we perceive it as a friend, family, or an enemy. So thank you, Alexander, for bringing that up. I want to delve into that more. And I love how you brought prayer into that, particularly when we don't know what to do. We'll come back to you, Alexander, unless you have something you want to share. I can move to, okay, to uh, Thomas. So, Thomas, just what's coming to you right now with this, what Alexander shared, what we're sharing, what spirit wanted to speak through when it comes to the unknown, maybe relationships? How are you relating to all this? Well, I I had kind of a thing about what I was going to say, but after the last seven minutes or so, I kind of threw it out. <laughs> but I, but I, I, what I heard was to tell a, a story because I'm having, having gone through with the student program we, we we read about Mother Teresa, and after reading about her and going through a year of studying her, I really felt the relationship with her. Like I can feel her. I have felt her, and and I think most of the students, if not all of them felt that too. It, it wasn't unique to me. And the thing that it, it made me feel was that I felt her ask me to help her. And I and so in the last few years, not neglected an opportunity to go up to somebody who was poor, who was asking for money on the street. And the last time it happened, I handed her I said, can I pray for you? And I handed her some money. I asked, kind of going through my idea of how I'm supposed to do this until being thrown completely into not knowing what to do, but wanting to help in some way with the presence guiding me. And and I prayed, but I prayed out loud. And the first time... I think I did that, and I watched, when I looked up again at her, she had a big smile on her face. But I felt like I got transformed, like something happened to me in that that moment. But, or, and, Ryan, these doors are, are like a, are like the, the reason why I, I go to a spiritual life. It's the, to break out of a sense of confinement and that 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 Adashanti piece I, I I adore him because he he really refines the idea of of unity of intimacy and to me the hardest thing is to walking up to somebody 
because my mind's going, okay, they're possessed. You're not an exorcist. What are you doing? You know, what all these things that I, I end up loving just the truth of that moment where I just allowed whatever to happen to happen. Mm. Thank you, Thomas. I'm going to come back to you with a question in a bit, Thomas. I'm going to ask Alexandra. We've been talking quite a bit, Alexandra, the last couple of years about your life and my life and how we see this sort of sometimes slow movement of things. It takes a while for things to manifest or come into our field or whatever it is. And I've seen you really sit in the unknown in your life and go through some really big changes. And I just wonder if there's anything you want to share with people about how have you allowed yourself to be in the unknown or any experiences in particular? What's helped you, you know, through, through these transition times? And you're welcome to bring in any piece, any angle of this. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. Certainly over the last few years, I've had some big changes, mostly changing my path of work at this kind of middle age was, was very daunting. And always I felt myself just kind of standing around in the unknown. There was nothing that could really make that a comfortable space for me. I could just be honest, it was uncomfortable, oh, very uncomfortable. And that type of uneasiness isn't something, uh, you know, that just has a fix. But what I learned to do and what was already in my field of doing or how to be was to be still. And I couldn't really fight or turn away from the direction I was being moved into. But I know that I could be still and And that stillness is just a kind of acceptance and an embrace of the unknown. And that maybe made it slightly easier, (laughs) knowing that I could just get still, but things are still moving. And even a lot of times I notice when I'm still, things tend to just move move along even more in in a really smooth way. And, And I have an example of that from this summer or just recently, uh, I sprained my ankle, I tripped in the parking lot, and it was all swollen and had marks on it, and I went to the doctor, and yes, it was confirmed to be sprained, and I had all kinds of instructions and ice and this and that. And I went home, and I thought, I just don't know if I have time for this. I, I, I don't know how to handle this right now. It seemed just like a, you know, there was a thorn in my side, truly. And so one evening I just really felt like a strong presence that was just kind of oscillating around me. And I just sat down with it and put my leg up. And I just got really still. I let that space just descend and envelop me. And I just stayed there. And there was no thinking about anything. It was just a kind of awe. And later on, you know, I went to bed that night and the next day I, I got up and I could walk. There was no swelling and my my ankle was healed. And that was in two days from it being sprained. It took two days to just sort of really listen to that prodding. 
a poking of, you know, just sit down. Just sit down and be still. So so this is this is one way I've been able to to be with it, to just be more intimate with the unknown and it doesn't prevent me from feeling in free fall, but somehow the stillness can helps me mitigate the fear. Yeah. Big long answer. Great answer. <laughs> well, what I what I experienced with that is there's this phrase I heard today: true safety in the world, or true safety in general, because I'm sure that brought up a lot of fear for you to have a sprained ankle, and I don't have time for this, and what's that going to mean, etc. This phrase said: true safety can only come by reclining into the heart of God, and when you share, Alexander, I can not just hear the words you're saying, but I can feel the surrender you had to the space, the heart of God, whatever words we want to use. There's a reclining into that, and that's what healed. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, Anything? Yeah, the, the heart of God is, is a great expression for, for this experience, for sure. It's wonderful to have the experience and then to draw knowledge or wisdom from it so we not just have the visceral or the feeling but to walk away with something that's a knowingness feels so pertinent right now yeah i agree thomas in fact i wanted to i think that's a perfect segue to a question back to you you've shared with alexander myself and in the community a large number of experiences of yours the last few years maybe you could share with us some gifts that have come through you in terms of insight, realization, by just being with the unknown, whether it's the experience you have with your son or if there's anything else that you want to, that you feel compelled to share. Well, I can talk about that with, about Will, the experience I had with Will. I, what came up right away, Ryan, was that something else, I, I had a dream the other night, not, it was last week. I, before going to bed, I asked to be shown what would my life would be like if I was living fully my divine purpose. I, and my words were to be living a magnificent life. And I really percolated that before going to sleep. And, and I, I had a dream uh, that I was sitting on this big rock and there was this surf pounding on this rock. And behind me was a father and a child. And I guess I should preface this, that I, I experienced as a child a sense of lack, a lack of love from my, my parents and, and had a unique experience to do the process that I, that I actually did. Ryan and I did it together with some other people from FSD. So anyway, I'm, I'm sitting in this dream. I'm, in, I'm on a rock. There's a child and a father behind me. The, I look back again. The father's gone. The child's alone. And the child is in the water. And so I go in after the child. And the child is underwater under, and swimming just like, like there's just a total ease and, and knowledge about but still this very small form and I'm swimming after and I'm acknowledging that I feel held by this the ocean and the rough part of the ocean is above us and we're not exposed to 
anything dangerous. In fact, it feels unifying. And then the child gets out and and I get out after her or him, like wasn't quite sure. And and then I looked back for a moment and they were gone. And and what I when I was woke up and I was still long enough to perceive that that child was me and that there was there was this lack of fear in the face of life no matter how daunting and i i felt and heard a lot of things about that but i i i really feel like i was shown how to not only tune into something that's nature but also another way to tune into God. Thank you, Thomas. As you were sharing, I I was reminded of the Psalm 23, just the one that, do I, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I'd like to read that now. And so this is how much support we can have, even in the midst of fear or others' fear. And I would love for everyone here to... Maybe get in touch with that part of you first that is scared. You could be scared of world events, where things are heading, where things could head. You could be afraid of the future. be afraid of death, your own death. Or maybe after death. It could be something with your career, finances. It could be something you've been wanting to say someone, perhaps someone you love, which maybe is uh, vulnerable, something about yourself or the relationship that maybe you could take it to a new level, but it's just, there's just fear there. And I like you, as I read this Psalm, Psalm 23, to just know that this is a, a Psalm for your inner child and a Psalm well to help you remember who you are even bigger than that and what's available in terms of protection and support and love oh my beloved you are my shepherd i shall not want you bring me to green pastures for rest and lead me beside still waters renewing my spirit you restore my soul you lead me in the path of goodness to follow love's way Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow and of death, I am not afraid, for you are ever with me. Your rod and your staff, they guide me. They give me strength and comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of all of my fears. And I intentionally said fears instead of enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of all of my fears. You bless me with oil my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the heart of the beloved forever. Amen. I know a lot of times we hear this at a funeral, but this is very relevant, I think. True safety really only comes through presence. There are only so many gymnastics that we can do with our mind. And then there's at some point where we need to recline into the heart of God and to know who we are and why we came here as a way to really move through the unknown of life. And I just want to see what 
What's coming to you, Thomas, as I'm sharing this? Anything you want to share? Well, the 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 topic, this doorway, the the and all the doorways we have, and and all the the relationship we have with them, and the that the first thing that came to me was I stand at the door and knock, and this invitation to choose to depend on God, but that I have to choose it, and I have to be vigilant about choosing it instead of choosing my unconsciously or consciously a contraction, my reaction, my, I, 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 there just seems like so much there for all of us to consider when, like there was something about a door that wouldn't close. I told you about it. I couldn't close this door to the side of the house and there's a pit right outside it and had to close, but I couldn't close it. It wouldn't, the strike wouldn't line up. And and I it, I'm pausing through all these doorway revelations because there was the the piece about my addictions and and where I allow that door that I need to close and I just allow it to stay open and then and then we get the the doorways to the saints. Like I said to Mother Teresa, she's total doorway. The reaching out to lost or poor souls for me is like this, I don't know, I I just kind of adore the part of helping and 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 serving. But the but the saints and the saints have been or my the intercessors have been so profoundly part of my my journey, whether I'm on my knees again in the middle of the day or, or, or getting back up, which kind of seems to be symbolic of my days as a contractor, as a being, a human being. So I, but I love the 23rd Psalm, and I remember reading it a bunch when I was a kid, so it wasn't always a funeral. I want to pick up on something you just shared, Thomas about addictions, and this isn't physical addiction, this is addiction of the mind, and how quickly we can go into the mind and separation in the face of the unknown, in the face of reading an article or having friends halfway across the world that are going through something or family. I could see the addiction of my mind is to go to fear or taking sides or condemning or judging or dehumanizing. And I think we all share these to some degree. Arguing, defending, justifying. And I just I have to come back to those saints which you're speaking of, which are are tremendous portals of for us in times of change and transformation. One I was just talking to Miriam brought up to me today because I was struggling with um the last couple of days just feeling the intensity of what was happening in the Middle East right now. And she was reminding me of Saint Faustina. And how Faustina was the one who inspired the Divine Mercy painting, Jesus. Uh-huh. And that Divine Mercy painting with the colors coming out of the, the, his chest, his heart. And how it's a reminder, she, she was also prophesying right before um, many terrible events before she passed. But she, one of her many, many gifts was to have an artist paint what 
the uh, not just the appearance, but literally a materialization of of Jesus in front of her, and what that meaning, the depth of meaning it was, uh, that there's this love present that can transform our addictions, our addictive behaviors, our mental habits, our judging, and there's really, I think this is what's meant by the narrow gate. Not many people get through the narrow gate, through the door, because we forget in our addiction that the hand of God, the divine, is there to help us let go, if we want, of the pain and the judging and the dehumanizing, no matter what is happening. And I just want to, I would encourage people to, to watch her story because there's so much about her and what she inspired and the order that was created to order of divine mercy and how it, how many people support it throughout the world to come to a, a heart that can, it's not a human heart because we, we just need a bigger source of energy, heart energy to help us be in this world. And she had access to that. And we all have access to this, this if we choose. She, she also was very, in the painting, it was told her the story that she was very definitive about how it was supposed to look. And the artist who she chose had to be very patient with her her so there was a thing about there needs to be a certain amount of pressure in creation and and that the the beauty in her was pushing was not her ego it was her listening that that really brought her will to bear upon this creation that I find to be like one of the great ways I see into the sacred heart of Christ. Alexandra, is something you want to share? Yes. Um, that painting, the painting is a doorway. And honestly, those, I mean, my experience of just those colors coming off of it, and I know others, We've also just experienced the color and the connection through it, just as a doorway, as a doorway to the truth, to the experience, to the presence. And the addictions of my mind are not just addictions, but obsessions. And that can just sort of leave me stuck in, in, a, in a state of forgetfulness, which is what you were mentioning, Ryan. But actually, you know, you just have to ask and you shall receive because it's right there. And just something from Jesus calling, I'm with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. I will meet all your needs according to my glorious riches. Nothing in all creation will be able to separate you from my love. And it's, it's, it's always just right there if we can remember. If there's a connected, a connecting way, a doorway. My my experiences over the summer since this topic was brought up, three times I went to open a door and the doorknob came off in my hand. <laughs> and the first time I just laughed. And I, mean, I couldn't even believe it. I was just looking at my hand and I'm looking at the door and I feel like I've stepped outside, but I'm still on the other side. And so the doorway thing was just really 
kept being brought up for me in, in this way with, with uh, the doorknob coming off in my hand. And, and finally, when I just really sat with it, we, we are the doorways. We become the doorways when we remember, mm. when we want to, when we want to be there, when, when that oneness with Creator just, there's nothing else that can, that can show us what we're looking for. And in those moments with the doorknob in my hand, I didn't come to this because I was trying to go somewhere <laughs> each time. And, and <laughs> so it was really, for my mind, it would just kind of break the, break the whatever cycle I was in in my mind. It would just crack it right open. And I'd be like, what is happening? You know, this, and then have me examine, look at, the, look at my reality in the moment. Wait, where, where, am I, where am I going? What am I doing? What is the doorway for me right now? There's something I wrote down that you shared with us, Alexandra, a couple, a couple of weeks ago. You said, if you can get to the unknown, just go. It'll just shatter and break you, but just go. And I asked you, well, how do you do that? And you said, well, I drop back, relinquish, stand by, and just allow. Oh, I'm glad you wrote that down because <laughs> remember. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And yes, yeah, absolutely. Thomas, what do you notice has been on the other side of the doorway, or what are the gifts that, when you stay focused on the divine and portals, like I think Alexander said this beautifully, that the divine mercy painting is a portal. How do we? How do you create portals in your life? What are things that you've done to, to bridge these worlds into one world to help you? I don't know. I, I feel like I find the portals through stillness and listening. And I had, I had another experience of having, I got triggered into listening to all the times in my life I was mistreated right from the one that happened. The, this first one was like 12 years ago. Somebody didn't pay me. All the way back to when I was a child and I'm in a rope swing being pushed by a, by a, a babysitter. I was definitely under five years old. And, and I kicked her. She was swinging me and I kicked her and she, it was, she was standing. I don't know how I did that. But but she her response her reaction was so unique that I had a feeling that I was unworthy of being loved by her or by anybody in that in that moment I was just heartbroken and so I sat with that and I was I I felt like in the sitting I I felt like I was walking up out of the fog on a hill. So I was above the fog, and the fog was all the things that I was struggling with forgiveness. So I, I, not that I couldn't forgive, but it's that they keep coming up in my head, and I keep running it like, like a loop. And so it was an inability to feel completely released in, in a sense of forgiveness. And what I felt was a doorway behind me. 
literally, because all I've been thinking about is doorways for the last couple months. And there was, there was a doorway behind me and I backed into it. And when I went through it and I'm in this place above the fog, I felt I was in an observer space. I was also in a very neutral space. And, and I felt a, a unique connectedness. And, and I was less bothered by the fog or my, the things I needed to forgive or the things that were good or bad, the dual space. And I was more experiencing a feeling of connected to all things. And that it brought up, there's this Adashanti thing that he says that he is reminded that our connectedness is like the, there's a Zen Dojin who said that enlightenment is an, is an absolute intimacy with the 10,000 things. And that, that felt that place of walking backward through the door away from my reaction and into a place above it felt like I was loving letting go. Like Mm -hmm. I just, another way to fall in love with letting go. And there was a lot there, but in response to your question, that's been fun to, to see the spaces turn into doors and where the doors lead. Mm, I love that, Thomas. Thank you. This reminds me of how steam, forgiveness, comes, comes back in almost every Celebrating Life talk or retreat and how important it is to help us move through expansion, through change. And when I find that the more that I settle into myself and feel less conflict in myself, being in the unknown is a lot easier because I can receive grace. I just want to read, you know, in terms of forgiveness, because I, I know this is sort of a sub-theme right now, and it's very relevant, I think. And whether you, this is a channeling from the book of the way of mastery, the way of the heart, whether you agree with this or, or not, it's okay. I just want to sh- see what this can do to your heart, because when the heart transforms, the unknown becomes a very different place for us, whether we're in this body or not. So this is Jesus channeling something. He's speaking about the experience of when he was actually being nailed on the cross. When I was being nailed to the cross, there was one who raised the mallet to strike the nail. And as he raised the mallet, his eyes met mine for just a moment. I did exactly what I have described to you. Goes into a little bit more. I remembered my own thoughts of judgment. And since I remembered my own thoughts of murderous thoughts, I forgave myself and brought my attention back to that one and asked only to see the light in him. And I asked, what is it in this action is mirroring to me? What is it masking within me? And I saw that one soul and I loved that one soul and I felt compassion for that one. And in that moment, mark my words, in that moment of eye contact, that one, that person got it. Because my energy was different, it created the space in which that other soul could make a new choice. That soul saw suddenly the entirety of its experience and realized that if it allowed that mallet to fall upon the nail, it would be a decision to choose to continue being nothing more than a doormat for other people's perceptions. In that very instant, that soul decided to follow a path that would lead to sovereign mastery. He dropped the mallet from his hand, this was a Roman soldier, stood up and walked away and disappeared. 
Now on the other side, this soul has become gone on to become a master that is supporting many, many beings. Do you see, you may not know how powerful your choice for healing is. You may not really see how deeply and profoundly it will affect you as you go on becoming a creator and you go on forever. You could never possibly know what fruits will be born from that tree in life of another. But because all minds and hearts are joined, when you choose healing through forgiveness, you literally create the space in which the other can also heal their life. So let no moment be wasted. See nothing as ordinary. And see not the perceptions taught to you of the world being justified within yourself, but being wholly committed to rooting up and out of your being anything that is unlike the love of Christ, the love of this Christ consciousness. And think not only that I am the only one that can love this way. It is not true. You are here to love as I learn to love because you are that love. Everything else is just a smokescreen. So if I want to, before I move into the prayer time here, just leave you with that because I know there are a lot of people that are feeling a lot right now. And I've also experienced that. And I also am here with the guidance of spirit along with the, my other two friends here to remind ourselves and to remind all of us that the presence of the Holy Spirit is so profound and is so connected to something so innate to us that it can transcend anything we don't know that we can really let go. It can transcend all these things that we've had a hard time letting go if we're willing to see more, if we're willing to open our heart and to know that we can't do this alone. This is a power and a source of spiritual energy that works through us, and that's what heals. So I, I ask that with all the beings of light here and my, my beautiful friends that we start to share some prayers and just call out what, first we'll do one round and then another round. First round, just being, call out whatever you're seeing can need healing in this community right now. And Alexandra, I'm seeing you if you'd like to go first. Thank you, Ryan. Holy Spirit, be with us now. Renew the broken hearts. Restore the shatteredness. Don't suffering from their thoughts. You are le- released from those spinning patterns now. Now. Being shown those with headaches, the pressure is lifted. Pressure is lifted by almighty angels around you now. Anyone in fear, those in fear falling into fear, let the fire of the Holy Spirit be your protection. Pain. Anyone with pain in their body like arthritis, or back pain, lower back pain, elbows. God's breath blow through your space. All aches are neutralized now. And for those forgiving, forget not to forgive yourself. Thank you, Alexandra. For all those in despair, for all those who are lonely, who are isolating. Blessed Mother, be with them, full of grace. Blessed art thou, most women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thank you for being here with us and healing us, allowing us to feel you our strength. Amen. 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 St. Faustina and all those beings that work with you, all the saints that mend conflict, I ask for your intercession now. All those injured and in pain and suffering and fear and grief, both in Israel and in Gaza, all these just many innocent people that are in a lot of suffering and families around the world and friends. I ask that this portal that this divine mercy energy connects to, this presence, this utmost unconditional love be with all beings and that it enter the hearts, that the angelic realm can just touch those on the back maybe who are suffering or passing in this moment. That this portal of energy be with them in the light for anywhere else in the world that is going through this kind of turmoil. And for ourselves as we face new realities, new changes, that we can each feel in this moment something bigger than our circumstances, something infinite, something bigger than conflict. Yeshua, this is where we need your support. Every person here on this call and listening in, may we all feel and know the personal divine within us, this deep connection that supports us, that transforms us, that heals us, that shifts our consciousness. May we be these beacons of light, these light bearers. May we remember who we are and why we're here. And that with God's grace, we can be with anything in the unknown. May we have the courage to loosen the grip of hatred, of grief, of sadness, of fear, and to sit back and to fall back into grace with pure awareness and knowingness. This is where we are from. And I ask that as we do this, that our bodies are healed, that abundance flows, that our minds are transformed, that our hearts become God's heart, that we see with God's eyes, and that we have the utmost trust that we are guided and loved and held through every moment, unknown and known. May this energy of love 
expand out and radiate from within. Thomas, I'm going to ask you if you have a final piece there. Well, that was beautiful, Ryan. Thank you for that. Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father, hold us in a way that we can be ever vigilant of your presence. Hold us so that we can always know the strength that is there for us because you have told us so. We can let go knowing you are here with us now. Let your love and grace flow into us. We are empty and ready to be filled with your divine essence. Thank you, God, for this ministry. Thank you, God, for this portal of love and light. Thank you, God, for this Christ energy made available to us. Amen. You're welcome to share one more, Alexandra. Thank you. Thank you both. Holy Infinite Father, may the presence envelop us all. May the infinity, the Creator's love, bless us in each breath. May we be immersed in the grace of the unknown, in the space of God's heart. Amen. 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 Thank you both so much and with me and with each other and with all of us this evening. Thank you all for, uh, thank you, brother and sister. I really appreciate you both. Thank you, uh, Allie. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks to all the people on the tech team, Craig. And, and I just, I really appreciate everyone on this call. And I thank you for being here. And... I wish you, uh, and I pray for you, we all pray for all of us, and I pray for this ministry to continue helping people um, rest in the heart of God. Amen. Amen.